Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today I want to talk to you about something that is, um, I think it illustrates the connection that two people can have, even if distance separates them. Even if they're not together, they can still be bound in other ways. The title of today's um, talk is called Crossroads. It has been raining for days. In the endless gray cast, a melancholy mist over everything. Because of social distancing and my high-risk designation, it's impossible to have guests come into the house. But I had an opportunity recently to visit with an energy worker, also known as a light worker, um, who's here in Austin visiting family. And we ended up opening both garage doors and sitting at opposite, opposite ends of, in the garage um, while there was a cold rain that was relentlessly pouring from the dark skies. It was quite a scene. These healers and light workers and people who do work with energy have been helpful to me during a time when I struggled to survive just one day at a time. It's the most that I could do. Being suddenly disposed of without any warning will break you in ways you never imagined. Although I'm a faithful believer in the power of God to help me find my power and purpose, having a little work done to clear the blocks in my chakras, seal the holes that have been blasted into my aura, and to uh, perform cord-cutting ceremonies. I've had 23 so far and counting, but uh, yeah, it's a lot. These things have been beneficial tools in my arsenal of healing modalities, along with therapy, support groups, acupuncture, Reiki, and more. Throughout our time together, she repeated the same message four or five times. And um, I think it's interesting. There, It was definitely um, um, making a, a very valid point. It, there was a word that came uh, over and over, like a motif, uh, that signaled my current stasis or paralysis or inability to move forward. She said it encapsulated the message that she was told to share with me. And that word was crossroads. So let's switch gears. Freshly divorced, my husband fled the scene of the crime and any reminder of our 15-year marriage to become a full-time art wizard in Beverly Hills. He quit a teaching job that was a good job. It was secure. It was well-paid. Um, great benefits, great vacation time, plenty of free time to do the things that he wanted to do. And he had recently just finished his master's degree 
where he was a high school principal. He was a certified administrator. He passed the test. He was legit. He had the certificate. He was ready to go out there and start running a school and making big money and um, shaping policy and changing lives and doing important work, very important and significant, honorable, honorable work. But you know what? After like 13 years in the classroom and after three years of working on this master's degree with all those classes and all that work, poof, he just walked away from it all. He just walked away from all of it, just like he did me. So as a covert somatic cerebral narcissist, he immediately embraced his new life with complete abandon leaving every single thing that he owned except for what he could fit into his duffel bag. And, of course, he took his espresso machine. But anyway, in the past almost 10 months since he's discarded me, he's produced quite a few digital digital paintings. That's that's what he's always done and um, has generated quite a few works that were actually quite compelling. Detachment from a narcopath is an arduous task. And when I say narcopath, I'm talking about a narcissist sociopath. So it isn't uncommon to discover me studying his paintings at four o'clock in the morning last week in our big empty bed. I don't sleep well. It's been very difficult. Cyberstalking is definitely a violation of the whole no contact thing that is super important that we do that, that we establish no contact and that we stick to that. But I have love addiction issues and a lack of boundaries. So, hey, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. Um, Recovering from trauma bonding is no easy task. So please withhold the raised eyebrow and the eye roll. You know, uh, until it's happened to you, you don't know how hard it is. Anyway, it just so happens that tonight I stumbled upon his newest work, something he created after his nightly excursions on his bicycle, getting lost in the streets of L.A. when he first moved there some months ago. In the middle of the night, three, four o'clock in the morning, he would ride ride into the night and and practice developing his intuition, I guess. He would wait for a sign on whether to turn right or left, and then he would just follow it. And he commented that every time he did that, he made some discovery and had some epiphany. Well, anyway, do you know what the name of that painting was, that digital painting where he took a photograph and used some program to paint over the photograph? and to render this this new piece of art. This new painting that just happened to come out just a few days ago is called Crossroads. Coincidence? I don't think so. There are no coincidences. This is something else. But what? He calls himself a wizard and actually has some abilities and powers, I think, remote viewing. He's a medical intuit, energy mover, entity concierge. I like that. I I made that up. I think it's pretty cool. An entity 
concierge. Anyway, he can see energy. He can do the whole hot hands thing. He can feel energy. He can even literally vibrate with another person. He did it with me. Um, that was certainly the thing that got me hooked right away. Uh, that's the once in a lifetime kind of thing. You don't walk away from that. But this is exactly what my healer was helping me with today is getting back the power that I gave to him. I'm also an empath and healer, but I'm depleted after giving all of it to him. This delicious fuel that he was given to feed his narcissistic hunger for supply. For most people, that would be a metaphorical enterprise. But for us, it was a literal endeavor to actually repossess the power that belongs to me. I wanted to repo that. So when I found him in the very beginning, years ago, 16 years ago, he was a lost boy stray, a throwaway, an ambitious but disabled F boy. Do you know what that stands for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody could understand what he was mumbling. He was feral and he acted feral and he looked wild and such a wild child needs to learn new tricks if they ever hope to get quality fuel. And I was that ticket out of the hood and into a world of intellect culture, and opportunity. We were both at a fork in the road when we found one another. We both chose a mismatched partnership that grew into a 15-year, mostly thriving and traditional marriage. It wasn't anything weird. We were pretty average, pretty normal. You know, the mortgage, the landscaping, the solar panels, the trips to Lowe's, the trips to the grocery, weekly dinner and a movie, regular vacations, clogging, unclogging the, the shower and the sinks and, you know, all of that, just the regular stuff. Um, but I knew he was dangerous this whole time. I was just confident that I could manage it and because I was a little wild myself he liked to play shy and reluctant, but in reality, he was not. He was the one who was the alpha, and he seized the power from the very beginning. We turned um, to each other, and we tuned into each other, into the same vibration frequency. And while he tells me now that he's learned to do that with every girl that he takes to bed, I know that it's probably not the same. He still takes the fuel, but the energy is not what he thinks. So I gave in to the power of it all. And I just I was just like, I smelled his hair. He bit my arm and off we went. This weird couple uh, with a million other bits of strange eccentricities. And we just took the road less traveled. Um. Yeah. So what exquisite ecstasy and unprecedented misery this relationship has caused. Now it's been almost 17 years later and another crossroads presents itself. The stakes are higher and this time it's a matter of life and death. 
turn left and accept the drifting into death, resignation, hopelessness, defeat, apathy, and the closure of a life that's filled with serial regrets and heartbreak. Turn right and face the insurmountable task of creating a new life, a new identity, and trying to summon the will to um, just fight the good fight, even without any promise of joy or peace. It seemed like those were my two options at my crossroads, and I didn't like either path. If I can't get up and surrender to the loss of hope, loved ones would be hurt. And if I manage to get up, and I'm bound to a future of hardship, difficulty, and disappointment, why would I want that? At least that is what I'm inclined to believe most of the time. So what's the solution? Well, I'm going to pull up a chair and just sit at this crossroads. I'm going to sit there and wait. Death can come and take me. That's okay. God can come and bring me back to life. I can't choose. I always choose poorly. We have lots of proof of that. But And so now I just figure, well, okay, it's God's turn to take the wheel. So I am at this crossroads where I will be waiting. And he has found a crossroads in the city of angels where he has now moved far, far from Texas. And there are no coincidences. He and I have traveled together for millennia. We are bound whether we choose it or not. And we aren't the only ones who are bound. The whole world is at a crossroads. Right now, with this global pandemic, it's a transition. I've heard people say for years, there's going to be a shift in the collective consciousness of this planet. And after this great transformation, this purge, this new awakening, Everything will be very different. It's a game changer. And I really think that it's possible that that's what's happening. And if it's not what's happening, I think it's also possible this is the apocalypse. This is the beginning of the end, and Jesus is coming soon. Um, anyway, I think at this crossword, crossroads, it's time for everyone to stop and think. And, and to be careful, choose wisely. Uh, choose wisely. I have plans to visit an energy healer who does a type of um, exorcism, for lack, lack of better words. And I'm going to go visit her tomorrow. Um, we have found a safe space where we can sit outdoors and be... Um, have have the ability to do this um, procedure, this this session, whatever you want to call it, and uh, I'll let you know how that goes. Because I'm still trying, I'm still trying to like get off the chair and choose a path, life or death, hope or despair, and I don't know what I'm able to do. I'm not even sure what I want to do, but I'm hoping that my experience that I have tomorrow will give me clarity with that. I pray about it all the time. And I believe that God has sent this person to help me on my journey for healing. 
and we're going to pray together, and we're going to pray this, whatever this is that has its grips on me, that will not let go of me, whatever that is, we're going to pray it away. We are going to pray it away with the help of God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. We're doing it. We're doing it um, Easter weekend. Yes, what a time for a resurrection, a time to come back to life. That's definitely what I need to have happen to me, so I'm going to do that. This crossroads thing is difficult. It's not a good place to stay. Uh, When you get to that crossroads, you have to choose. And uh, I just want to reiterate again, I think that our world is at a crossroads. And we can choose life, and we can be smarter, and we can do better. Or we can choose death, and we can have war, and famine, and pestilence, and hate, and all the terrible things that you see in the world today. We can allow that to just keep going down the swirly place and devolving into um, chaos and quite possibly the end of the world, the end of the world as we know it. And so let's think about that, not just in the terms of the narcissist and how that relationship has put us at that crossroads. Yes, we are at a crossroads. And yes, it's uncanny and unexplainable, inexplicable how my husband and I both are able to both have the connection enough to identify crossroads as something that we're both working on without speaking to each other. We knew that somehow, and that was our focus for this last week. But the message I have for you beyond all of that is that we are at a bigger crossroads as a planet, as a place with over 8 billion people trying to coexist. We are at a crossroads. And I would invite you to think about that, what that means and what we can do next to make a good decision, just like I'm trying to make a good decision on which path that I'm capable able and willing to commit to. So that's it uh, for today. Um, Enjoy your week, everyone. And if you enjoyed my message, please share it with someone and follow me on NARC Troopers. I've got podcast, video, blogs, articles, all kinds of goodies there for you. So uh, hopefully these things will help you uh, educate yourself about all of this and inspire you and support you on your healing journey. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.